0: to the 31st episode of the Fancy Sports Fiends Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Ron. I'm with Chris Neil, a.k.a. Pooch. Finally back after two months hiatus. Did I pronounce that shit right? Hiatus. 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 You know what's crazy? That you might be high right now. You're probably laughing at that shit. Because I'm fucking up already. Um, first of all, I just want to, you know, explain to the audience why we weren't on for the last few months. And it was partly, not partly, it was mostly my fault. For, you know... I just going through some issues you know mental health which i you, you follow me on ig or twitter you know i advocate for it advocate for it and so you know back in a better mood back in a good place uh and no time to be in a better place than fantasy football season the nfl season uh we just got done with our first week pooch uh our main league it was me versus you. We were the main event of the weekend. <laughs> you, you call s- that
1: a main event? I mean, listen,
0: man. I mean, we, th- that's what we're going to start off with, Pooch. You spanked me. I'm not going to lie. I was telling this story early to somebody about how I kind of asked for this spanking. You know, I kind of kinky like that, Pooch. <laughs> so, what happened was, you know, before the season starts, you know, the schedule is randomized by ESPN. I was like, yo, we got to randomize it before the season so nobody knows who their opponent is, blah, blah, blah. So before the draft last week, I said, I'm going to randomize it one time. And whatever happens, happens. But I'm not going to lie to you. I wanted either pooch or I wanted the goatee. For this entertainment year. purposes. Like, you know, we're the pot crew, a.k.a. the pot crew. But, you know, it was like for fun, you know, because we we're, you know, best of friends and, you know, we very competitive. So, yeah, I wanted one of y'all too. And I got Pooch. And so since we're in a 14-man league and now the NFL season is 17, you know, it's 18 weeks now, but 17 games. So we had to move the playoffs one week. And so what we play week one in a 14-man league, you're playing again in week 14 before, you know, like I told you, Pooch, we might have to play week 14 to get into the playoffs. Ideally, I hope not, but it might be the scenario and that would be some shit. But yo, you spank my ass, Pooch. Yo, I'm not going lie. You had a little, you know, cowboy stack of Dak and Cooper. But the one that hurt me the most, Pooch, was Gronkowski. Gronkowski. You know why it hurt me the most, Pooch? Because we were drafting together. We were in Dan's crib. Shout out to Dan. You know, we had a couple of drinks. We were in a good mood and all that. And we were both feeling good about our draft. For me, I was just laughing. At, like, not laughing at your team, but laughing at the fact that you drafted Gasecki. Your end spot Was looking kind of weak You drafted Gasecki. Then you drafted Gronk And then you drafted Hunter Henry And I'm like Yo why the fuck Are you drafting Three tight ends I I, I have no idea Why you drafting Three tight ends And yo Thursday night You plugged in Gronkowski And I'm like oh, I don't know man You know out of the three Maybe not the best decision But I, I want you to Reiterate why You know You made the
1: decision How good you feel afterwards But well, yo Just uh before your long, uh, your long uh, deep dive into your intro, I want to say welcome back. Uh, I'm glad you're feeling better, brother. And yeah, it was a pleasure whooping your ass this weekend. <laughs> uh, football's back, uh, which means we're back, and you'll hear a lot more of us uh, going forward. But yeah, man, it was uh, I missed I missed talking football and talking shit. And you asked for it, bro. You you had that thing lined up. You could have randomized the schedule again, but you wanted to be you know, the honest commits you are that we applaud you for. But yeah, man, like I told you, it was your funeral. Like, I was saying it in the chat, they're going to go off tonight because I just knew, based off the optics of that game, being that it was on a Thursday and it's the first Thursday of the year, that it was going to be a shootout. So the whole idea was, going into the draft was, I felt like my team was strong all around. My only two question marks was, RB3, RB4, because I got David Johnson and Jared McKinnon, RB3, RB4, and then my RB2, Chase Edmonds, who's like a big question mark on like, is he going to get most of the volume? Is Connor going to take anything away? Uh, we'll get into that later, but uh, the biggest one was tight end. Like, the biggest hole I had was tight end where the ones I wanted got drafted a little earlier than I thought. And I was stuck just saying, damn, like, I'm going to have to either stream or do what I do is waste the picks in the drive to, like, one of them got a hit. One of them got a fucking oh, hit. Oh, he fucking hit. He so, fucking yeah, Gronk- hit. For nah, one week he hit. My, the, the most important shit, bro, is not even, it's crazy to say, but Gronkowski got me hyped for many other reasons than just his big performance. In the sense that, yeah, like, I know he's older. Yeah, I know he, like, came out of retirement last year. But if you saw that game, he looked fresher than he did at any point last year in that sense. And I'm not saying he's going to have, like, a throwback season. But you're telling me a, a, a year of, like, what, seven, 800 yards with, let's say, 8 to 10 touchdowns. Like, I'll take that out of someone yeah. I drafted, you know, post-round 12 in a 14-man league. Um, I'm surprised he lasted that long, but at the end of the day, he is a big question mark. And the other two guys I drafted, I just felt like tremendous upside in the sense that one of them's got a hit. It's, it's just, that was literally the strategy. One of them's got a hit. Right. I like the rest of my team. I felt like it was strong as fuck. I was like, yo, tight end, I just need, well, what do I need a week from tight end? And we were from six to ten points. If I get that shit, whew. I'm chilling, bro. You don't have high
0: expectations based on what you just said right now, but that's good enough, I guess. And I'm telling you, this guy, uh, I think every time we speak about our 14 mailing people don't understand the struggle it is to really have a well-rounded team. You're going to be Star weak seven. somewhere. You're going to be weak somewhere. I'm sorry. It's either your flex spot. It's either your tight end spot. is either your quarterback where you might not have an elite one. It might be that you know, you know, like there's guys that reach for defenses. And I'm like, yo, like
1: you sure you want to do that on a 14 man league? Cause yo, nah, like I'll tell you straight up, like, like nobody knows this. This is the first time I'm talking about it, but like on my ranking sheet, like I had my two running backs, I had my two wide receivers, I think I even had quarterback locked up, and it was like time to pick a flex. And I picked Robbie Anderson over Melvin Gordon. Mm. Now just looking at the stats, I was like, damn, like this dude Gordon killed 101 yards. And so I looked into the chat and they were talking about how like that touchdown. last that last touchdown really killed Goldie. So it's not saying that Melvin Gordon can't be good the rest of the year. But you know, you're comparing it to you know Robbie. To... You're comparing it to Robbie Anderson's one catch, 57 yard touchdown. They pretty much had similar games, but I was like, damn, like I was regretting like in that specific moment. Not taking the extra RB and taking the wide receiver because I ended up having a pretty good bench for wide receivers. But I like Robbie Anderson in, in my flex spot, and you know, like it's just gonna go as 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 far as the, the flex, um, as far as uh, like game flow goes. Like I can switch him out with who I got on my team: Jacoby Myers and Cordis Sutton. So. I ended up getting like good bench receivers, which was like, damn, maybe I should have took the RB because the right. RBs, bro, they just fly in that fucking league, bro. Uh I RBs a- and tight ends. I just felt like this year, gone, gone, gone. And a lot of people draft the quarterbacks early too. So I, I went through a similar situation where I was unsure whether to go more
0: RB three or receiver three decision, right, in my head. And I want receiver because of the way I drafted, which was Michael Thomas. Now, a guy you, you mentioned, Grunk earlier about, like, yo, he just looks
1: like he has hasn't lost a stab. In fact, he looks better than last year, like, yeah. like, as far as, like... He looked more ready. Right, Because, like, last year when he came in, he was rusty as shit. Right. So he just looked good, but, you know, that could also be first game. It could also be a situation where he burns out. You're right. And then, but another bro, guy, take it. Bro. But I'll another guy that had a similar kind of
0: idea to that that I felt really good about, and I try to draft him as much as possible this year, only got him in two leagues, but it was like you know, somebody you told me earlier he benched in your dynasty city by mistake was Antonio Brown. <laughs> like, I, I'm not lying. That's the one dude that I was just like, yo, fuck it. I know he has... Issues of the past As far as like Mental health That he He has these erratic issues Or whatever But health wise They said that he wasn't 100% last year He has some knee issues But that he looked His best He's looked in years This off season So Not just of that Just in general I was like yo Based on cost Antonio Brown was the best value Of the three receivers in, In Tampa Bay so, I was trying to get Antonio Barr everywhere, bro. And the one round that I was going to get him in our league, the 14-man league, it was in the sixth round. I think, like, I was just hoping he'd fall to me. He didn't, and so I drafted instead of Michael Thomas. So, because I drafted Michael Thomas, I had to draft, like, Tyler Boyd, like, those guys, as, like, a safety net a receiver to hold me down until Michael Thomas returns. But I want to get back to the game because, yo, the funny part about the game was, as much as you were killing me and spanking me with that Thursday night game, it was helping me in other leagues. I had Dak Prescott in another league. I had Cooper in another league. Like, I had Antonio Brown, like I just mentioned, I had other leagues. Yeah, keep so doing like, seven
1: fucking leagues, bro. I, Ten leagues and shit. Like, I mean, this yeah, I hate, is why we do the podcast. Killing right? ourselves, man. We're fantasy sports fiends. But, yo, just to give you a little sidebar, bro, um, this is where you fucked up, and I'm going to give you a, that you had a case of the GOATIs. So, we did a live draft, and the live draft, I guess, what you call Host? Yeah. Uh, draft board. The host. Uh, the board. Like, the, stick it, stick it putter. The sticker, the sticker guy, Denny. Welcome, Denny, to the 14-man league. Facts. I feel like he took A.B. where he took him because he knew you were on the prowl for him, bro. Like, being that he put your sticker where he saw you took him, he was like, yo, nah, bro. Like, oh, okay. Someone's going yeah. to take, yeah, yeah, yeah. take Antonio Brown early in this league. Because like, I told you, I had a big case of... I feel that ESPN was purposely fucking up their rankings because I feel like all those analysts are versing each other. So they're all trying to throw each other off. So the, num- the so rankings I, is, is a little off for certain players. Yeah, yeah. Yo, the rankings this year, I felt like... I feel it every year, but this year more than ever, bro. I was like, nah, there's no way these guys are as low, lowly ranked as they should be. Right. And Antonio Brown was one of them on a the short list, mm-hmm. and you no, know, many others, bro. But I was just like, damn, bro, like they really disrespected my boy. And I love the pick, man. I, I said, I know, didn't think
0: about that. Now that now that you, now that you said it out loud that Denny was the guy with the sticker board and the funny part about it you know I can say this on the air you know so we have fun with it we took a little edibles we were drinking yeah, on the yeah, drive yeah. and by that point in the drive was <laughs> like round 6 or so bro that shit was peaking yeah and so you went Godwin and Antonio Brown back to back I went 2, two rounds earlier I took Chris Godwin I, think I nah bro back to back was back to All right, so back so regardless so when back. I took Chris Godwin I was saying like people were making like you know the faces of like oh you took Chris Godwin, Godwin. interesting that, was like, a good pick. that kind of thing, I'm like, yo, like, what do you think? I won't take Antonio around too? Like, that offense is gonna be crazy. Like, why not? And when it got back to my turn, Antonio was there for the ticket. And I'm like, yo, you know that long wait afterwards, like between certain picks. I was like, yo, I know he's not gonna make it back to me, and I really like him. And as much as I don't want to give away information for other leagues, you have to do it, bro. You got to try to win. You have to. You can't just you can't just
1: play for the one league. The thing is this, right? And this is for many people listening out there. Are you going all in on one strategy? No. Or are you going to switch up your teams? Very. Like, yo, you can have certain key players that yo, you just like, yo, if I can get them at the value where I want them, or I can take them a little earlier, I'll take them in every one of my teams. But, bro, like, I just learned that with the amount of injuries in football, you got the best chance of just, you know, sprinkling your seeds, like, differently among all teams. And do it best according to best player available. Yeah. If you do by best player available and you use the same ranking sheet for every league, you got to know, like, oh, what's taking more in this league than others? You know, in, in 14-man league, bro, 10 RBs went off the bat. Straight, 10 straight, R running backs. Yeah, even Kevin took an RB. I thought, I was like, Holy shit, The why receiver king? Oh, why receiver king. king? Yeah, I thought, I was like, Kelsey, yeah, he ain't making it in past six, he made it a 14, bro. Right, I was impressed, man. I was fucking impressed, but um, honestly speaking, and I just want to give uh, the goalie. he's not here, but I want to give him a little praise. Uh, the situation in Tampa. It's going to be very fluid in the sense that, yo, like, Brady's not going to average 30 points a game. But he's good for, like, 20 or more. And, uh, you know, like, a down week here or there, you know, he always has it where the running backs just take over. And, yeah, yo, the, the wide receivers and the tight end mix, it's going to be a roulette. But I'm just saying, like, yo, where you got A, B, where Godwin is going... And where Gronk is going, it just makes that price for Evans even higher because you're like, damn, do I take another wide receiver on another team that doesn't have as much competition? Right. Or do I go with the Mike Evans who is consistently over a 1,000 yards a year and close to 10 touchdowns a game? He's been one of the most consistent wide receivers left since, like, that A-B era where, like, he delivers every year at least top 10, top 12 numbers every year. Like, Mike Evans has been a steady thing. So, I still think Mike Evans is going to kill, have 10-plus touchdowns. It's just going to be a game-flow thing and, like, how how much does Brady want to cook?
0: You know, so you made a point about draft strategy, right? So, I literally, I try not to go with one. Like, Again, yeah, you might do mock drafts based on your league size, your league settings, and all that stuff. I try not to go with one idea in mind. I did say, right, you have a top four, top five pick, yeah, you you take one of the elite running backs. You start, that's how you start your team. Then in the turnaround, round two, you could either try to pair them up if somebody falls, like another stud running back falls, pair them up to have two strong running backs because running backs are hard. No matter what league size you have or in, it's tough to have a great combo of running backs. But to me, the one strategy that they have in leagues that I could do it was to take a tight uh, elite tight end early. Whether it's cows or water Kittle So like well, I'm not gonna lie After watching last night's game You saw Waller Had like 20 targets You picked You pick Kittle over Waller No I took Waller in a, So in a, a week prior I took Waller over Kittle I had the choice Kelsey was taken I had the number one pick I had McCaffrey first So on the turnaround You know You get back to back picks In the second and third round So that's I took Waller over Kittle So I did have Waller number two But in this league In a 14 man league I didn't have the decision Because Waller got taken A few picks before okay. I would have taken Waller But I like Kittle and I told you this earlier today. I'm like, yo, if I would have known, because to me in the fourteen man league, there's already certain positions where you know you could have a certain advantage. I think quarterback is the least one. Tight end, if you have an elite tight end, you have an advantage. RB two because of how you know, how, yo, you know the running backs run dry after a few rounds. So RB two, if you have a strong one, you you like. I feel like I have a really strong one. I have Chris Carson. He could be most teams' RB one in our league because a little bit of running by step there is. But to me, I was like, yo, tight end is the one position where, like, yo, you could reach, but I wish, in hindsight, because I like Hopkinson, I like Mark Andrews, like those middle-round guys, uh, yeah. Logan Thomas, where after I took Kittle, nobody took a tight end to round five. So in hindsight, yeah, I would have been, damn, had I known that, maybe I would have taken a receiver that was still there or not, whatever.
1: Uh, but I was looking back in hindsight. But you know huh? there's a big difference. I mean, here's the deal. Kittle is pretty much my strategy. I'll tell you straight up with Dak. In the sense that if you're going with Kittle, you're going all in. You're just you're hoping for Help. just an injury-free year. Yeah. Like, yeah, if he plays, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. Uh, the thing is, I just see now a significant gap. And this is not saying that Kittle can't finish for more points than Kels and Waller, definitely not Kelsey. There's a gap between Waller and Kelsey. There's a gap between Waller and, and, and Kittle. In that sense, for me, this being that, bro, till Las Vegas gets another capable, like, possession receiver. Like, yeah, they got Renfro, who's a possession guy, and they just got a bunch of deep guys. And Edwards, who came on late, bro, Waller is going to get, like, 15 targets a game. Like, I the just beast. saw that. Like, it just, every, every play, like, Carr was looking for him. Or it was a handoff to Jacobs. Or it was like a screen pass to, like, Drake. But, bro, Waller is, like, a thousand percent, like, that guy there. And, you know, it's a, it's a really good gamble for those who, who did it. it. I mean, it wasn't much of a gamble going in. It's just, you know, you really don't think guys are going to repeat that, that past success. Because last year, he fucking killed, bro. Oh,
0: and then they saw, like, I saw the little clip of, not a clip, but like a they had a thing of him The last like Eight games of last year Where he had at least Eight catches A yeah. hundred yards A touchdown Like six out of those Eight games Like yo You know He put up some crazy numbers And I knew it was a real deal I had him ranked number two To be honest with you You could have The thing with Kels Is the scoring That's why he's gonna Probably at the end of the year You have more touchdowns Than, than Waller But game to game Like if you're in a PPR league i I wanna say Waller Miles score counts like as far as cause he's gonna get eight to ten catches based on targets. Like it's it's really that crazy. Like watching yesterday's game, by halftime he had like 14 targets. Like yeah, was, but I'm saying it
1: like nuts. it's just crazy. thing like if you like you could throw Gronk in there because you know Gronk is I could talk while Gronk is the number one tight end in the league right now. Okay, bro, eight catches, bro. That's all it is. It was eight, eight targets, eight catches. No, eight catches like twenty targets. No, 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 oh, no for for Gronk, hmm. he only got targeted eight times. called all eight, so and then they Gronk gave, was they were Gronk was more me, efficient. That's what I'm saying though. Like with well, all the receivers around him, and the most interesting part of it, bro. Was OJ Howard only had like five five snaps? Yeah, he's coming off injury. And the funny shit, but, of you, you know
0: how that goes. You go to RotoWorld.com and they put a little blurb of OJ Howard is looking great. Yeah, Tom and Cam, Brady yeah. And, a- and Bruce Arians are there talking about OJ Howard like not a goddamn. Well, you thing. also got
1: a thing too, bro. That like, you gotta. It, there's a lot of like you know, culpa quote, quote, uh, Trumpesito. There's a lot of fake news out there, bro. There's the a, a, a lot of bluffing. You got real... The real NFL teams throwing off their opponents. Yeah. And throwing off, like, coverages and shit like that. And then, two, I tell you, bro, within this fantasy community, bro, all these guys are trying to trick each other, bro. They're playing for thousands and thousands of dollars, bro. And it's pretty much like, yo, you got to go with your fucking gut. And you know what? Like, I'll tell you straight up. There wasn't a... And it's crazy that we both actually went through this. There wasn't a mock draft where me and you took, like I took Prescott, you took Murray. You told me, yo, there was never a scenario that ran through your head.
0: To take, a, to
1: like take an elite Kyle quarterback Murray early. That early. And bro, there was something that like, just hit me right there, bro, that I was like, yo, I have Cooper. You know what, I can take another wide receiver that will high upside, or I can solidify my, my, my quarterback. And you know what, I'm going all in. Cause you know, like Dak does have injury risk. I was, gonna, and I was also I was but, gonna mention that, but not for nothing, bro. Like watching Hard Knocks. I oh, was like, that swayed you? Not for nothing, bro. I was like, nah, bro. Like he's good. Cooper. Cooper's like, um, Cooper's arguing with Diggs, the the DB for the for the Cowboys. And I'm there, like, oh, like you know, they're bringing Cooper like slowly along. That's what reports say. And then you watch fucking Hard Knocks. Like, this dude is, like, cooking digs. And I'm like, yo, bro, I'm reading one thing, and I'm watching another. I said, nah, bro, I'm going all in. Yo, Dax arm could fall off at any point, but I feel like quarterback is the easiest one to replace. Yeah, You know, not not that elite production, but I think week to week you could yeah, grab for sure, one for sure. you could like, to stay constant and then stream, depending on matchups. Because that's what I always I, I would always keep one and then stream the rest and the only thing is is that like what I said was if Dak gets hurt Cooper takes a hit regardless even though Cooper was the only one who actually did good for the rest of the year after he went down but like like I said like yo if if Dak goes down Cooper's value goes down too but if they both stay healthy all year. You going on in. And you know what's crazy? Well, two
0: things, right? So one is the fact that you used to make fun of me for doing the, the combos. But that combo's sick, bro. Hey, it is sick. But you, if you could do it, like if you could do Russell Wilson with like Locket or DK. Yeah. If you could do, you know, nah, Connor man, Murray with Hopkins. But you used Hopkins. to do some funny
1: ass stuff. No, the, one I, the one
0: I did was Russell Wilson with Jimmy Graham.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was bad.
0: No, so. Being
1: that Jimmy never ended up being anything. Right, that right. That's at the trash. time when we got
0: the Seahawks. But anyways, that's one part. The other part is the fact that, like I said, the Thursday night game. So that is I going into that game. Remember, there was that concern that that shoulder, right? So do, do I, ha- I had I had a hard decision. In the live league, we had, we get to keep two keepers. I had Hawkinson as a late rounder, right, a 13th rounder. My second one was what we've seen. Henderson as an eighth. Herbert as a ninth, Dak as a ninth, and I went with Dak, and I went with the fact of I've always been a Dak guy. You guys know that, but I was like, yo, if he's healthy, he could be a top three quarterback, and if I could keep him as a ninth rounder, like he will cost me a fourth or fifth rounder any other year or whatever, Yeah. then that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to go with the like upside. Out of Those three guys, I'm like, yo, like he has the elite upside. These guys are going to be like, like Herbert's going to be like a low-end QB1. Henderson's going to be like a RB2, and that's if he stays as a starter for the Rams, so that's why I went with Dak. And I was, you know, I was worried because of the because I didn't watch hard knocks, so I wasn't sure about his progress. And, um, you know, Thursday night I felt good, even though I was being spanked by you. I was like, yo, at least I know that I made the right decision for now. That Dak is healthy and that he looks good. And, you know, as long as he stays healthy, that offense, that around like Cooper, uh, CD Lamb, Dak himself, like they're gonna be a top offense and they're gonna kill for fantasy.
1: Well, shout-out to you, bro. You got Dak in live draft, and you got the number one quarterback currently in six five four. So, so I mean, you looking kind good of a, going forward. And, yo, mm-hmm. credit
0: to, I guess, you know, the Edibles, because I didn't overthink it. I told you, like, that's the key to success. All I heard, all I heard is was trying not to overthink all it. All I heard
1: Ronnie was saying, damn, I'm going to do something I've, I'm, I'm like, never pictured myself doing. And I was like, oh, shit, here comes a crazy pick. And then he picks Murray. I was like, oh, shit, impressive. This is
0: Pooch I have here though One of the craziest things Of this past weekend Was The healthy inactives bro And I want to bring up The trade you made Because This is a Dynasty League trade So before Chris made this you. I have to bring it out Because It goes hand in hand So the two guys That were inactive This past week Was Trey Sermon And Zach Moss Surprising now I have Zach Moss in two leagues. So that one was like what the fuck is going on? I, I'm I glad you hurt. preface it that way. Yeah. Everyone's to, making it seem no, like ah, those guys are bums. Like no, nah bro no, no, like no. I had Zach Moss as like an RB three with like as, like, a potential, like, yo, if... Breakdown. If, yeah, like, a breakouts guy. There was no word prior to the weekend that something was off with Zach Moss, whether in practice, injury, or anything related. The fact that it was a healthy, inactive scratch was, like, that was, like, whoa. And Trey Sermon, another one. So Raheem Moster was ranked lower, even though he's hurt now. We'll get to that in a bit. Yo, Moster was ranked lower than Sermon in most leagues, or yeah. being taken lower than right, and it was like yo, like leading up to the weekend, Mostert was a starter, like it was like they were just putting him in a bubble wrap and waiting for the games to start and it'd be like yo, now now we're gonna use Moster. but like every year Mostert got hurt, and now Sermon might not be the guy. Out the, for guy. the year. Out for the year now, and Sermon, Sermon, Sermon sorry, Sermon might not be the guy. Is um, we saw that this past weekend Elijah Mitchell was the guy that took over. Who's also another Look, rookie. Another rookie who you had, and I brought it up this morning. I was surprised, like, oh shit, like. So Chris made this trade, and let me put the point this out. The trade was, and forget about the names. Just you got to put this in the context. He didn't really have a running back behind Kamara, right? Let's say, like, one, especially like like young ones, right? Yeah. Like for dynasty. So you straight away DeAndre Hopkins, in essence, for Hollywood Brown, who looked good last night. Uh, Sermon and Moss. Sermon and Moss. So you got two young running backs, two potential starting running backs, two possible future RB2 ones, and Hollywood Brown, who's the downgrade receiver from Hopkins down to Hollywood Brown. And I want to say you got rid of Larry Roundtree, who's a young running back, and and I just mentioned right now that you... And McKinnon. And you dropped... Elijah Mitchell, who's the hottest thing on the waiver wires tonight. We're recording this on a Tuesday night. Eli- Elijah Mitchell, if he's not in somebody's team right now, he's the number one waiver claim this week. Well, unless we- someone like... No questions
1: asked. Someone, unless someone... I don't know how it works if you get outbidded at max. No one's getting in a, Elijah Mitchell. In an I'm saying that right now. What are you talking about? Our, our league, I ho- league? I put my whole balance okay. on him. As you should, because I was putting uh, by, my... my ber- sermon, so I'm like... Now I'm taking him and I'm having my backup like Okay. So I should One, I'm have better hit. not beat. So the funny thing is, and you know how uh, well, the tiebreaker works for that. In but. other
0: leagues it might be different. I know for our league we we uh I mean you can see other people how much money they have left, right? when you're making this you you can make the decision of like how much people money. So you could check there's a few that still have hundred dollars left. They didn't waste it yet. I'm I good. wasted some of that bread last week on Tyson Williams, who looked good last night. You got him? Yeah I did. In the Dynasty League. So I got him last week but I'm not gonna lie like what happened last night was If you watch the game Yeah he looked good He looked better But they were playing Latavius Murray Like In the second half like They just waited for Latavius Murray To learn that fucking playbook right. And then the other thing was That I noticed blocking. Was that His blocking He was poor in pass protection And that's a key thing For teams You know Especially teams that's trying to win It was like Yo they can't allow A rookie running back To be out there If he's gonna give up Sacks and whatnot. So that sucks And you know This is part of fantasy So You don't win your leagues On draft night bro You got to be active on your waiver wire. You got to pay attention. And if you were paying attention, this is what the thing is. It's going to be curious now because Sermon wasn't active last week. He he should be active this week because they're going to need the other running back body. Yeah. Do they give him burn or is it the Mitchell show? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we got to see this week. Like, what happens now? Is it Mitchell? Like, is he going to run away with the job? Or is Sermon going to have a role too? Because then, you know, in that sense, that's what I hate about teams like the 49ers you saw with the Texans this past week you had Ingram Lindsey David Johnson like these teams with multiple running backs it's a fucking fantasy headache and so it's just, it was just I would love to just be like yo this is the guy don't worry about it but it's not like that and so we gotta keep an eye on that Papuj that trade
1: you made you wanna defend yourself or you feel like nah you did it for a reason you're good I mean, there's nothing to defend. I mean, like I told uh, Beans, I'm never trading with him again. I'm doing, like, <laughs> the best trade off ever. It's just I have a bad history with trading with him where he gets, like, the better end of the deal. So, you just got to, like, take your losses where you can. And, like, listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm the reigning champ in that league. I could do you what are. I want. I'm having a little hangover. I forgot to fucking submit my lineup this week. So, shout out to big fella Kev on the on the win because I would have whooped your ass if I did start them all. You could probably, you could say it, the details is you bench you didn't have Brady, uh, I didn't have Brady Thursday Night maybe, Guys Brady or Gronkin. Yeah. Which all combined to have over 60 points. Yes. And I only lost by 40. And, so, yeah. those same players were the one that was helping me in another league. So, that tight was- end, I got a complete donut. And, yeah, I would have had seven more points with Brown because I would have started him over Hollywood. And I had no QB2 starting. So. Yo, so, we mentioned... The Cooper Mo- Cub- Cooper Cup look hype though.
0: Yeah. Yo, so we mentioned uh, a couple uh, the injury to Smolster. That's one. So we already spoke about Sermon and Mitchell, but yo, Jerry Judy. You mentioned you had Corner sign and you have fourteen man league. Yeah, baby. So he gains value there with, with Judy out. I floor. got him
1: in fourteen man the- league. I got him in live drive. I like the guy, man. He's coming off a little bounce back. Uh, I don't love Teddy Bridgewater too much, so I'll just wait and see. But it's definitely interesting. how How long is is uh? I
0: think they put him on the th- on the on the list, so that means he's gonna be out at least six weeks. I think it's the minimum they have to be out. Then once you get put on that list, and then the other one is Michael Gallup. Uh, I, only, I only have one share of Michael Gallup this year, not too much. Oh, I got live draft um, I got him in live. So, so I have it, Michael it Gallup, wasn't that bad. But it does help Cooper and um. And C.D. Lamb, I'm not going to lie to you, like, out of all three of them, to me, like, C.D. Lamb, like, was ranked way too high this year. Like, I, I, and we love Lamb, the talent in the, you know, the, in real life. But for Fantasy, it was like, goddamn. like, like, I feel like he was ranked ahead of Cooper. He was. Right? So it was like, that I didn't love. But now that Gallup is out, and not to say that Gallup was, like, getting all these targets, I think, but any little targets you would gain, Without him in the lineup, is going to help. Because there's nobody behind Gallup that's going to be, like, a fantasy relevant, I don't think.
1: Well, I'll tell you honestly, uh, with the loss of Gallup, I, I will give... Um, this in a deep league, man, when you're, like... Fuck that tight end, uh, Blake Jarwin. Hip, uh, no, the other one, Schultz.
0: Oh, Dalton Schultz.
1: Yeah, Dalton Schultz. He okay. had a couple catches. He had like six catches, I think, or four catches, uh, for some yardage. Uh, he seemed like a good option. It's just like it's also like the type of base situation where they want to feed Lamb and Cooper primarily, but is there enough you know like ball to go around for Schultz to have like good consistency? But yeah, he looked pretty good, man. I liked him a lot. Uh, not enough to start him or pick him up, but if you're desperate for a tight end, definitely give him a try. So, push you
0: weren't with us on Sunday. I've watching the games all day. I know you were busy at work and whatnot. There was three teams that looked like shit on offense. <laughs> three teams you expect to look strong. They made offseason, you know, upgrades or you know, especially the Titans. They got Julio Jones. Titans are Julio. one team. The Titans concern me in the fact that, and I told you this earlier. With Ryan Tannenhill, he's great at play-action calls. They used it only 12% the other day, and they've been using it 36% of the time the last few years. So I'm hoping it was just a one-week dilemma for them because I have Derek Henry in our main league, and that would be concerning if he doesn't step it up and get touchdowns and they have a better scoring offense. Well, I'll tell you
1: something about the Titans. The Titans are better when they play with a lead. Absolutely. So they got out of their game plan, and the thing is, is if you let a dude like Kyler Mary cook, there's really not many possessions you can miss. Titans are like really one of those good teams where they get timely stops, and then they make you pay with the run game. They make you play. They make you pay with the play action. So that stuff you threw out about the play action is concerning, but it just didn't seem like they had a chance to get into play action if they know you got a pass. Right. You know what I mean? That's what that would affect play action in a big way and I think that's what they felt victim to like the game script was shootout and with the pieces they got being Julio Jones and having uh, AJ Brown it should have looked a little better than what it did and that's also trouble too when you got Derrick Henry who's just a bulldozer and they use minimum lead on passing plays so they might be in trouble if it comes to that but bro if they play with a lead or they're playing in a close tight game they're one of those Good. teams that just beat you down, bro. And they, and that's like my biggest concern in the in the sense that, like the Bucks, the way they shut down Patrick Mahomes last year in the Super Bowl was timely stops, and you had to score points. And that's the shit. Is that yo, if, if, it, you might be more inclined to like win a division or win something is score a lot of points defense is just not going to hold up. Like, how many defense could do the same thing that the Bucks did to Mahomes at one game? Not many. Not many. And so, goes- in the sense is, when they need to score points, they should be a little better. But it's also the first game with Julio Jones. And they did get, you know, a little knocked off balance on the road against the Cardinals.
0: So I want to say they were at home. And the other thing that concerned me was the fact that, you know, what, not just Tannehill. Because well well Adam Gates has shown that he could be a quality quarterback one in NFL in real life or for fantasy purposes. It was just, I, I'm concerned more so because their defense sucks, Pooch. You just mentioned it. They need a lead, right, for Derrick Henry to be Derrick Henry. So for they need a lead, and then they could just pound the ball on the ground, but, yo, know, their defense sucks. They might be in many more games. We're going to see this coming weekend. They're going to play the Seahawks. And the Seahawks are favorites. The Seahawks are our home. The Seahawks
1: just look good against the Colts. Your Colts. You were right. You were right. So. Uh, Arizona was on the road. So that's even more impressive on their end. And, and honestly, uh, Challenge Jones is Challenge Jones. Also, just oh, had he was a, game. a beast. Like he was a game. Taylor one yeah. got his ass whooped. And, and he yeah, took bro, it. two forced fumbles, five sacks. Yeah, I saw the IG post. Yeah, he took the. But of, took course, the blame. of course, of course, it had to be him. Dude, all I saw was John Jones. John, like Jones tweet, his John Jones tweeted oh, about his football. Oh, his brother, okay. And I was like, damn, he must have won in. He said five sacks. And I was like, oh, what, five sacks as a team? And then now I'm, his brother had straight up five sacks. And I was like, nah, bro, like, you, it's really hard to win when you got, like, that much affecting you. And I'm surprised they were able to put up as many points as they did given those circumstances. Yo, the other crazy... Because two f- lost fumbles, so that's four points off. Yeah, and, the, the, and He still put up, like, 16 points. The other two
0: teams that were surprisingly bad fantasy Wise, like you know, there was maybe a couple of guys like this scoring fantasy, but not what you expect. Like, so the Bills and the Packers bro, like this was a non-factor. Like, he didn't score any touchdowns. He didn't have a crazy game.
1: Eleven points, uh, man. I'll take, Allen, it for, I'll take it for his worst game of the know, year. That,
0: but you know what I'm saying? Like, you expect you know from your top receiver to produce. So,
1: I saw this on the agenda, and what I was gonna say is this: so Titans don't concern me. I just feel like you know the game script fell out of favor, and Kyler Murray just did it to them. I think there's no reason to concern. They gotta play with a lead. That's their game. Now maybe that's that's a bigger fear is like if they have to come back, like do they have the ability to? Which they they should, should with Julio and AJ, AJ Brown, think, But go ahead. the thing is, the, the also the versatility with the running back. Does Derek Henry scare you as a receiver? Not as much.
0: Not really. I mean, he was out there. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, that was the one thing that I was like, all right, good. He's out there
1: on yeah. third downs. He's out there in catch up mode. You know. <laughs> Because they said something like, yo, he did all his damage. That's why I love Derrick Henry more. I was like, he did all his damage without catching passes. That's why I said not. Nah, that guy's just a, a solidified monster, and they're going to be playing with a decent lead all, all year. But if that defense is slacking, then they, they do have trouble. But I think they'll be just fine. Um, moving on to the Bills, honestly, I just think they just, got, they just ran into a better defensive game plan that day. Bro, TJ Wild played out of his mind, and they were able to make Josh Allen uncomfortable, which a lot of teams couldn't do last year. Pittsburgh's defense is official, bro. They're going to finish top three, not one, not two. The, the thing that was fresh in my memory from these two teams playing each other was the Monday night game
0: from last year where the Bills killed them. Like, they did. They, yeah. they looked look great, and I was like, holy shit, they beating Pittsburgh. I, I want to say it was on the road, maybe it was at home, but. And I was like, yo, like. But again, it was like the COVID season, right? There was a lot of shit from last year. Not as much as baseball, because it was much more of a short season. But there was a lot of shit from last year where it was like, mm, you know, teams couldn't prepare as the same way if they had a positive test or this and a third. So we, and preseason this year, mind you, preseason this year was only three games this year. But really teams, if any, play their starters. So we learned the line week one. Like, you know this from the Vegas odds, bro. Like, literally the majority of underdogs covered yeah, you know like we were just bamboozled this past weekend when it comes to Vegas Oz so like we're learning a lot it's, it sucks because it's like you want to take advantage it's, and I hate comments about uh, fantasy wise after one week performances right it's like
1: whether it was amazing or whether it was really bad like we don't want to overreact but we just ran into that at lunch today we was like we were talking I don't even remember the players This just put player X and player Y and like Player yeah, X was just getting shitted on after one week, not looking too no, good. No, let's say like, let's say and player Y was like, nah, yo, yo, he looking good. And you was like, Yeah, after one week too, like, yeah, it goes both ways. So
0: the the guy that I mentioned, there's two guys. I forgot got the mentioned. two guys. Yeah, just off the top of my head, one was Ronald Jones, right? So he fumbled the other day, he got taken out the game. Basically, the coach said that he got in his own head, so he didn't want to put him back in the game. Now he's like, Oh, Ronald Jones is starting this coming week, and no he So like. As a Ronald Jones owner, are you gonna not like? Would you not start him as a flex, or you just not like? Do you trust it or not? Right kind of thing. That's a the decision. Now the other guy is Tyler Lockett. He's like the prototypical Boomer Bus player. Yeah. One week he gave you the, the performance he gave you this past week, which he scored a what was it? One or two touchdowns? He two scored. touchdowns. He had two touchdowns. He had a hundred plus 100 yards. yards yeah. Probably six catches, whatever, and you know. There's not a lot of people that could tolerate the, the donuts, you know. He's going to give you those games where he gives you, like, five points or less. And he's like, what the fuck was that? And it's like, the way I look at it, especially for Tyler, Tyler Lockett is, all right, he was that boom and last year. It doesn't mean that he can't be much more consistent this year. Mind you, the Seahawks have a new offensive coordinator, and we've been praying, hoping for many years that they would just let Russell Wilson cook. Right? And so, we don't know yet. Well, they kind of
1: did that last year, too, where, like, they, they let him at the beginning. Yeah. That, I feel like that Thursday night game with Metcalf, where he caught the guy, like, before the touchdown, I feel like that was the last crazy game, like, throwing-wise, and then towards the end, they got back to that old Seahawks mentality of run, 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 pass off the run. Uh, if if it's an ideal situation where Russ could cook all season I don't understand where that mistrust comes from because I feel like he's one of those quarterbacks that just deserves it but I also do feel like he has like a little like I always felt like Russell Wilson was like the most generic ill version of like Tom Brady in the sense that Came out of nowhere, was, like, under-drafted. Third round in, like, today's age for a quarterback with that much potential would never happen again. Like, if you see it now, like, I feel like from Russell Wilson forward, they were just saying, like, yo, we have to, like, look at every quarterback, left, right, up, down, and make sure that we're not letting any gems go by. Because him being drafted in the third round, bro, I think a kicker from, like, Tampa Bay got, got picked in front of Russell Wilson. So... Yo, he could be a possible MVP candidate If they just let him Heave the ball to those two beasts And if they're throwing all year Then nah, you're definitely gonna be wrong about Lockett And Metcalf should have another big year as well
0: And the last disappointing team And we mentioned at times We went to the Bills Was the fucking Packers, bro Literally, they didn't do shit Like Rodgers had like One and a half fantasy points I think Adams maybe Broke the threshold And had like Eight maybe points Maybe ten With PPR leagues and Tani ain't do shit, which Tani, to me, is the one that I really want to, like, look into for this year. Like, yo, is he really going to be the beast he was last year? Is he just a one-year I just wonder?
1: Think, I just think, bro, honestly, it's, like, the two faces out of the jar, the, the, the tube. The record's broken. You can't put it back together. I just feel like Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be there. And he played like he didn't really give a fuck. Like, you can't be that elite and just get that whooped considerably. Like, it's happened before. Yeah. yeah. It was really bad. Like, literally. But, like, honestly, out of those three seasons, I didn't tell you my opinion on the Bills. The Bills, I just I feel they're going to be fine. Right. Like I had it on my sheet. Titans and uh, Bills, no concerns. But Bills are going to be right back at it next week. They play who? They, they play. Uh, the Bills play the Dolphins. They play the Dolphins. They should get back on track. They're gonna they're gonna put up some good points against that good defense. Yeah, that have a good defense. It's just, I just feel like they ran into a dragonite in Pittsburgh defensively, and the defense got the better end of the deal. I feel like if they play again, Buffalo will come out on top. But yo, just a really good game defensively for them. But nah, bro, the Packers gave me the like reverse feeling. Like I didn't feel good about it. I know it's only one week. And they've done this with Tom Brady in the past before, but it just... You can just tell when someone doesn't want to play somewhere. Gotcha. So he's biting his time. Bro, he... He's going to he, finish he, this year. That Diana. dude, yo, bro, Aaron Rodgers, if there's one thing that is a knock on him that he's meticulous about, is he does not like fucking up his stats. He does not throw interceptions. If he could avoid throwing an interception... He'll take an incompletion over an interception, over like a tight pass in a sense. Yeah. The only reason Brady threw an interception on Thursday was because it was off the hands of Fournette. And even Dax, too. Like, Dax threw it on the money to, to Lamb and yeah. went through his hands, too. Bro, Rodgers hates throwing interceptions. But I think there's something that even bigger that he hates, which is now the Packers organization, man. And the dude doesn't look, like, with it, man. I thought I was looking at Gardner Minshew, man. <laughs> you he's very. It's very scary, man. I don't know, bro. I just don't feel good about him. And luckily, faded old Packers, not 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 on purpose. Man. Just happened to happen, bro. But not a lie. So I and I and I mentioned being bold, bro. I said this in person
0: to you when we were drafting last week after you know the first round when 10, 11 straight running backs were taken. <laughs> um, I had Aaron Jones fifth after the top four elite running backs that everybody had yeah. like. Any which order you I had, had, him had seven. it, I had Aaron Jones f- fifth because he finished top five the last two years. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, like, he's, he's been consistent and I don't see anything changing. Rodgers is back. Like, why Why change his ranking? So I, don't I, think he,
1: I don't think he suffers too much, but I don't think Devontae. But well, Devontae is going to have a big year, as, as big a year he had. Last you would year, think, that, was a,
0: that was a legendary year. But you would think that, you know, he's fighting for a contract. They didn't get him an extension. Rogers is still there. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, I felt like he was this. Like, Tyreek Hill is the more, has more upside because he's a home you But know, No, home Devontae
1: runner. is supposed to be the he's safest more consistent, player.
0: sister, especially in PPR League. So. Again, it's one week, but yo, they they gotta show off. and I and I'll get to my my picks for the Vegas odds, but I'm it's not crazy. too
1: concerned with Adams and Jones. I just don't think Adams is gonna have a big as big of a year as last year. Gotcha. And Jones, like he might have, like he might drop to top ten this year, and be more involved in like garbage time situations. Now look, Packers can turn it around easily. It's just, I just don't like, like for fantasy purposes, I just don't think it's going to be a killer Aaron Rodgers year. I hear you. As it was last year. And
0: Pooch, I just used to check into one player outside for quarterback or tight end outside the top 12, or for receiver or running back outside the top 24. In essence, a deep sleeper, a a guy, like maybe like a flex option kind of guy that maybe you're like, hmm, should I start him or should I not start him? For this week, I'm going to go first. so You got an idea of who I paid. So I'm going with Sammy Watkins. I watched last night's game. He had four catches for 96 yards. He had eight targets, though. Even though he had four catches, he had eight targets. Again, that goes to show you the efficiency, right, with Lamar Jackson, right? Four for eight. But he had a good game, but he's playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, revenge game. Factor and also it's a high over under with Vegas. This game is gonna project it for over 50 points. I feel like last the last time the Chiefs and Ravens played, they played a shootout. And so I'm going with Sammy Walker as a, the guy while he's healthy, while he's healthy because he's another one that's like most there, like he always gets hurt uh, while he's healthy. Uh, Plug him into your flex spot. Plug him into your right receiver three spot if you're in a three receiver league. Put him in your lineup. I feel like he's gonna have a big game. This his former team. Pooch asked you if you could pick somebody. It could be any position. Just somebody you feel is gonna kill this weekend. You're gonna put in your fan dual
1: lineup. Who do you have, Pooch? I mean, yo, listen. Honestly speaking, you picked the guy I was gonna pick. Oh shit! Which damn. Is fucking funny. God damn. I didn't that's why. Honestly speaking, that's why I spoke wow. about. Wow. That's why I spoke about. Dalton, Dalton Schultz during the other segment was because I was like, oh, I'm gonna pick Sammy for the for the deep sleep wow. That oh, was the, the second guy. So I like Schultz just just to give him a chance because you might not have a chance to grab him up. Say if he has a good game this week, uh, he's worth it with Gallup out. I just feel like they need someone to get some first downs. But uh, I picked another. Uh, I picked another guy for uh, fantasy purposes, and uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, the combo of uh, Zach Wilson and Denzel Mims. Okay. Against the Patriots. Uh, you yo, know, like I don't know why people were as discouraged about the debut as as I was. I I thought the kid looked good and he looked good. There was a lot of drop passes. There's a lot of drop passes, and I just feel that Mims is like Tim Tebow, the Tim Tebow of receivers. That he's a terrible practice player according to the media. Great in games. But he's going to just tear it up in games. And honestly speaking, the only thing that, that has really prevented me from having Mims on my roster in most leagues is, honestly, roster size. Right. Because
0: it's, it's like, well, I have
1: a project. Yeah. And, yeah, he's not available in Dynasty. Like, But I really do think he's going to have a couple big games and he's going to end up being picked up in the next couple weeks. But a yeah, deep sleeper.
0: Uh, that's a good one. And but I'm um, play devil's advocate here and say that Jameson Carter might play this week, and so that might be the only thing that holds him back from playing. But I think when they the all play, they'll be
1: great. They'll all be good. But well, they'll be four. They all get Corey Davis yeah, in. but they will be four receivers. But Corey Davis is looking. Yeah, money. Yeah. Who's the fourth receiver?
0: Well, Mims yeah, is supposed Prader, to be the Mims and, and Elijah Moore
1: oh Elijah Moore yeah so Mims yeah. is really
0: fourth on that depth chart he had the burn last week but we'll see like, nah, we don't know, we, guy don't guy know. we don't know we'll see with this coming week alright Poops let's get to our which is my favorite segment I did poorly last year I'll admit that but it was a COVID year and I'll stick to that alright <laughs> I'm gonna do much better this year there's no COVID there's no Bullshit going on for the most part.
1: Uh, hopefully everybody's vaccinated. Did you? Uh, did you? Do you have a lot of pigs on your end, or should I bounce off of yours? Because I have three pigs. I told you, okay. to pick three pick pigs. This is what we did last oh, did year. You get three first.
0: Yeah, I do my three first. So I'll go all three on first, and you go after. Yes, sir. If you want? All right. So I got the Browns minus twelve and a half. They're playing against the Houston Texans. They're on the road, but I. Yeah, money line or both. No, I have them, the spread. Covering the, the spread? Minus the 12 and a half. Listen, the Browns are a really good team. They had a good lead against the Chiefs, but there's a fucking Chiefs and it's Patrick Mahomes. They blew that game. I think that the Browns are right up there with the Bills and the Chiefs as the top teams in the AFC. And so that means they're going to win 11, 12 games this year.
1: No, I get that. The not suck. I got them winning. I got them winning. Like, if you ask me, I'm more confident on the money line. I just think... Of course. about Taylor in the beginning of the season, having garbage points, just keeps it within 12. You know what I mean? Like, they could win by 11. They could win by 10. I hear you. 12 and a half is a stretch, bro. That's two touchdowns. It could easily happen if the Browns want to just... You know, like, Pound the thing it. is, they could dominate the game. It could be like a soccer game where the Browns dominate, but they, they just don't punch in the Pound touchdowns. The in the sink. You know what I mean? All right,
0: Pooch. So, my second pick is the Steelers minus 5.5 at home, home opener against the Raiders. Raiders coming up a short week, Monday Night Football. I feel like this is a game that they ha- shouldn't have won. The Raiders just let it up. And I feel like the Steelers won a lot of time. You don't sleep on
1: those Raiders, but not this Ma-
0: I don't like the Raiders. I'm sorry, Marlon, but <laughs> the, Ra- the Raiders are in for a rude awakening this weekend at Pittsburgh. Um, I see the Pittsburgh killing them. And my last pick is the Packers. Again, we just spoke about this, but Big Bounce back is a Monday night football game. Aaron Rodgers historically kills, kills the fucking um Aaron Rodgers kills the fucking lions all the time. Like, it's literally. A big spread, I remember though. I remember this what from it, ten and a half? I remember this from last year, Pooch. Ten and a half?
1: Yeah. That's a lot, man.
0: Yeah, but it's a Monday night game and I can tell you the, the the Packers just got embarrassed. Now, if you're right about this whole Aaron Rodgers is uh, you know, letting up and is wants to leave
1: and Well those are always close games though, one, man. Is a division game, yeah. Division game. No, he wins most of them, but they he kills always kill them though, right? And, so, and look what they did against San Fran last week. And they have San Fran had a good defense. Well, San Fran let up, too. Defense. That was another
0: shit that, that happened. That San Fran let up. And so I'm giving you the fucking spreads here, Pooch. So you can look at it when I'm, while I'm talking. But, yeah, the
1: Packers. No, I have my picks. I just need the spread points. Oh, Go got ahead. you. Go ahead. No, give, give me your picks. I want to know your three picks. I like Buffalo this week. Uh, Buffalo against uh, Miami. It's on the road, but uh, it's only three and a half. And Josh Allen's looking to bowl out because that's what he does after uh, coming off uh, the few L's he took last year. Um, Second team is going to be Washington playing uh, New York. Why you got to do that, man? On a Thursday. Jesus. In a sense that uh, it's three and a half. I see Washington winning by a touchdown on a short week in Washington with that great defense. Uh, Barkley's coming along slowly, so... I mean, listen, man, you, uh, I was going to pick you guys as part of my under underdog parlay, but they didn't make the cut this time. And I do like the Titans at Seattle. Okay, so plus five and a half yeah. on the road. Yeah, so that's my one underdog pick of the week. I really like it. I think Titans win the game outright. So you want to go Titans money line if you're feeling uh, frisky? frisky.
0: Oh, I'm glad you mentioned this, and I'll, I'll end the show with this. Thing from last week, right? So I posted my five pick <laughs> parlay on social media. Can't really close, man. Though it was just sub that. The Niners only, they covered only, they only won by eight and the spread was eight and a half. Yeah. Which sucked. But the whole time they're like, oh, I'm good, I got that game. And they were up by like 20, right?
1: Vikings and So and I was
0: there just watching that Vikings Bengals game. I'm like, yo, the Vikings are only by three. It was at one point the Vikings were down by two touchdowns. So I was like, shit, I'll fuck. Then they came back. The kicker hit the game tying kick to take it on to overtime. I'm like, yo, my parlay is alive. As I'm saying my parlay is alive, I see the, the Niners. The Lions are, the Lions the are coming Dang. back on the Niners I'm like yo fuck this shit I ended up having 3 out of 5 But in essence it was a close week Like I had a close one I feel like you gotta get Vegas early in the season Before they make the adjustments Before they get this shit together You have to hit Vegas early If you remember correctly last year I hit week 2 I don't know if you hit last year I think you fucked up last year But not week cashing one. out In week 1 when you had the game We spoke about this I, haven't,
1: I haven't hit I've been betting for uh, For 3 years now Having popped my cherry in the parlay winning game. I've been very close many times. But uh, we're hoping that this week is it. I got a very nice, easy, money-line parlay. Eight teams. You know, we're going to hope for the best for a measly 142. And I got a $10 parlay, five underdogs. Jesus. That will end up with a cash winnings of... uh, $1,259 $1,259 a $5 or $10 in? It's a $10 uh, pick Well, you got five dollars. Five dogs So win money line? Just straight money line We you got just... uh, Cincinnati against the Bears I like that I got uh, the Jets against the Patriots at home I like that uh, You know, this, this is where my heart hurts I, I picked the Colts to beat the Rams at home Coming off that disappointing loss last week. You're, you're saying it hurts that you're picking the Colts Again, against them? I don't like... I don't. No, no, I'm saying, yeah, like, I don't like betting on my team. Gotcha. It, uh, the goatee has advised against it, but... advised against only, it, too. I'm just the only one who believes in my team. Got it. But also, my team is the best one out of the three teams that you guys root for, so... That's also been... That's so irrelevant uh, to this conversation. It is very. It, it, it that's the thing though is that when Cody talks to me about the Colts, I'm just saying like, yo, you're, you're seeing it through like a Jets lens though. Like, I think about what it's like to be me sometimes, and you know, it was a decent regular season that. last year. Uh, Titans. I already spoke about that. And Dallas, bro. Dallas is underdogs this week again. Yeah, plus, uh, plus two and a half against the Chargers. Against the Chargers. Yeah, that's a good one. I guess
0: so, that one is a good one.
1: Like, so I'll tell you, like, listen, guys, uh, if you want to take a team out, sub them in, you take that parlay, that's over a G on $10. I mean, that's what makes
0: watching football more fun is these parlays. Just playing fantasy football. We're back on the grind here on the Fantasy Sports Fiends Podcast. for the like you want to say something, What up, motherfuckers? (laughs) What up, motherfuckers? Yo, we'll be back next week.
1: Good luck in week two. We'll be back next week to recap week two and look ahead to week three. Yo, me, Ronnie, and Gordy are uh, final four in uh, Fantasy Baseball. Not that that's any relevant. That's a nice tidbit. I'm actually... Uh, you got Elias versus Ronnie. It's only Tuesday, so don't lose your mind now. T- but uh, me and... Well, me and you are in the lead at the moment. Yeah, we're going to be in the finals. Beating?
0: This time next week, we could be in the finals, pooch. So we'll see what we'll happens see. next week, folks. Well, good luck to you. Fired about that. You know? Nobody mention me. Everyone was focused on you and I was like,
1: all right, like... Well, uh, I'd rather go in a little Quiet, man. Uh, hopefully, I'm in the, the finals next week against the guy uh, sitting across from me with the guy in Jersey right now. And uh, good luck to everyone out there, man. All right, man. You already know. Put I'm all saying. your money on Elijah Mitchell. It's
0: lit. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm a bit I'm a Number one a bit way to claim. Of Until next time, you already know. Fantasy Sports Kings Podcast, Episode 31 in the books. Yes. Yeah.